Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit, either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand, with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three, and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. We will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu. That completes our first seated meditation. Please stand. We will prepare for our standing meditation. Another posture for meditation is standing meditation. Uh, there's also walking meditation. And in yoga with Shavasana, you even have a meditation lying flat on your back. So in this Eastern practice of meditation, we want to be able to meditate in all postures. And the idea being is that we could be mindful and aware throughout the day, whether we're walking or standing or sitting. And so for standing meditation, the posture from the waist up is the same. Eyes half open, half closed, gazing at a spot in front of you, two or three feet on the ground at a 45 degree angle. Shoulders relaxed, breathing through the nose, down into the diaphragm, and then holding your hands in front of your lower abdomen, but this time we make a fist with our left hand and place our right hand around it and then hold that in front of our lower abdomen with our elbows out. For the waist down, the posture is different. And what we do is we are standing with our feet about shoulder width apart. And it's very important to keep your knees slightly bent. You want your knees ajar. When you lock your knees and stand for extended period of time, it can induce vasovagal, which is a fainting or dizziness. So you want to make sure you keep your knees bent. We breathe the same way. Everything's exactly the same. It's just a different posture to kind of encourage us to think of meditation throughout all the different activities of our lives. Again, hold your hands in front of your lower abdomen, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open, half closed, feet about shoulder width apart, and your knees with a micro bend, slightly bent, so that we don't get dizzy. And we'll begin our standing meditation at the sound of the bell.
Please join me in God's show. Naman doubts, naman doubts, naman doubts, naman doubts, naman doubts. We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U, and they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation uh, rather than silent meditation. We're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. All right, we're going to chant uh, Jusege on page 39. Jusege is another poem or verse that can be found in the larger sutra. First, you have the Sambutsuge, then you have the 48 vows by the aspiring student claiming and proclaiming his desire to seek Buddhahood. And then after that, Jusege stands for repeated vows. So three of these 48, he considers to be the essence of his practice, and he repeats these three vows. And again, italicized lines are leader lines, open circles are bells, underlines are a beat and a half, and that means the next kanji character or sound is going to get a, a half beat. And we chant down the first column, reading left to right, and then down the second column, reading left to right. And then as we get about two-thirds of the way down the second column, you'll see that line has all underscores on it. Ko, ku, sho, tenin, to, u, chin, myo, ke. So we're slowing down. I've mentioned before that the first two bells means we're beginning a chant. And then that single bell there means that we're changing section. And it's a little bit like a train. You start out chanting slow, you speed up, 
and then you come into the station and slow down. And then we do Namo Dabatsu as we do on all of our chanting. And then we end with the Ekoku. Dangon Cho
Please join me in Gasho. Namandats, 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 Namandats. Reflections on Right Speech Awareness Through Silence. Given the current political and social climate that is saturated with the negative and harmful rhetoric of lies spoken with intent to misrepresent the truth, divisive words, spoken with intent to polarize the human community and harsh bombastic words spoken with intent to hurt feelings it is time to recall the third virtue of the noble eightfold path right speech to refrain from harmful talk and to use our words wisely let's begin with a quote followed by a question the quote which is a buddhist proverb if you cannot control your mouth, there is no way you can hope to control your mind. And now the question, what is the most destructive as well as the most helpful organ in the human body? And the answer is the tongue. Talking is our primary way of human interaction. Speaking with awareness is the most effective tool we have for cleaning up our inner being thus adding more positives instead of negatives to our emotional bank account. But we are often not aware of our thinking until words are spoken, the thinking out loud or ready, fire, aim syndrome. So how do we counter the above syndrome? How do we ensure that our words and thoughts are worthwhile and not harmful and or meaningless noise? simply by embracing silence. Without silence woven into our mindset, there is no time to think, hear, or connect. Filling our space with continuous noise generates a nervous, agitated sense of urgency, inhibiting reflective thinking and wearing out both listener and speaker. Embracing silence invites listening thus allowing for compassionate understanding and response to what is being communicated. Against all the daily noise assaulting our minds, there arises a spiritual challenge. How should we react? Kindness, generosity, compassion, and humility help? Not always, but most of the time. It is said that it is far more impressive when others discover your good qualities without your help. Pride makes us artificial and humility makes us authentic. And now for a Zen fable 
on learning to be silent. Imagine four Zen monks sitting around and promising each other to strictly observe silence for their seven-day meditation session. Day one, all were silent, but at nightfall the oil lamps were growing dim and one monk could not help telling a servant to fix the lamps. The second monk, surprised by hearing this, remarked, we are not supposed to talk. That prompted the third monk to say, you two are stupid, why did you talk? And the fourth monk could not resist saying, I am the only one who has not talked. So in conclusion, my hope is that you will find a way to make time in your life to do nothing at all, to embrace the stillness of silence, which may be the only time you can see what you should be doing with the remainder of your unrepeatable life. Your life experience is shaped by thoughts and words, harmony or discord, meaning or nonsense, trust or distrust are dependent on word choice. Cultivating the way of silence will lead to an awareness of how dynamic and alive quietness can be. Quoting Reverend Guillaume Cabosi from the essay Quietness in his little book, The Center Within. We have to learn to be quiet, just as we have to learn to acquire certain tastes. But this quietness, once acquired, has tremendous sweetness. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namanda, Namanda, Namanda. This concludes our podcast. Thanks for being here. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California. USA. All rights reserved.